1: And this week, we're going to be talking about the power of the mind, 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 (laughs) I love it. (laughs) No,
0: don't adjust your audio dial. That's just us. (laughs) And weirdos. That's all. Playful weirdos. Uh, So last week we talked about spiritual bypassing and that sent me on this whole trajectory afterwards where I was thinking about, you know, we were talking about um, things like saying everything happens for a reason or um, believing that you'll be taken care of because of this set of, whatever. Anyway, we talked about a lot of things And, and I'm not able to articulate or pinpoint exactly those things, right? (laughs) <laughs> Cause it's no longer last week. So, but what came out of that was I started thinking about, uh, this sort of power of the mind thing and how our minds are extremely powerful and there's still things that are outside our control. So, um, Veronica, did you ever watch that's incredible when you were a kid?
1: That's incredible. I don't think so.
0: How far, how far apart in age are we? Two years, three years?
1: I think it's three years. Yeah.
0: So we wouldn't, you wouldn't have been aged out of it. So for those of you who might be in your mid forties or a little older, (laughs) you may remember a show called that's incredible. That was on TV, um, I guess in the eighties and they would have these, people every week would come and do things like bend spoons or walk on coals. And I just remember being totally blown away by that because people could literally alter their mind enough that their body would respond in such a way that they could walk on freaking
1: hot coals. That's crazy. Right? I mean, it still happens, but that's, yeah. No, but it's real. (laughs) Like
0: that's real. You can do that. Um, So that's an example of the power of your mind just smiling at me. What are you going to say there?
1: (laughs) Oh, I was just, I was just thinking about like, well, I guess the, the idea that actually like the control that the brain has over the body too, just like Mm -hmm. on a chemical and electrical impulse kind of way that, that, that makes sense. Like that if you were so focused or somehow closed some part of your receptors off, like through your brain power, that you could not feel the pain, like actually not feel pain. That's incredible to me.
0: (laughs) That's the name of the show.
1: (laughs) Incredible.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I I went to hypnotherapy school and uh, that was one of the things they talked about, about people using hypnosis as a way to, you know, have dental work done without needing Novocaine or having surgery without needing to be put under anesthetic. And which I just, I find all of that extremely fascinating. Um, Having a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have natural births, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and there's a a level of out of body that comes with that, I think um, because of the pain level. And I think being in a lot of pain can cause you to be out of your body anyway.
1: Yeah. And rise above it. Like you don't feel it anymore. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're disconnected. Um, But anyway, my, my point in all of this is that our minds are extremely powerful and we can, we can work with that and exercise our brains like a muscle to be able to, to meditate in these really deep states. It's like the people who can meditate so deeply that they almost appear dead I don't know. Have you ever, have you ever seen this Veronica?
1: No. Like they stop their hearts.
0: Their heart goes so slow and their body temperature drops so much because they get into this very deep state of meditation, but it's like a practice. It's not like, Hey, I'm Mm going to do this real quick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It takes time and dedication.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. I used to try to do it when I was a kid and I just, it never worked.
1: Cause you just sat there and said, okay, heart, slow down. Okay. Right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and then I freak myself out and be like, Oh, I don't want to die. You know, <laughs> or, uh, do you remember, the, or I'm sure they still exist today, but those plastic mats that have the nubs on the bottom of them that you sit on carpet so you can like roll your desk chair around. Yes. So I used to practice walking on the spikes, um, which I discovered when I was four and had the chicken pox and my feet itched really bad and I could walk on them and it made it feel better. So after that, I decided that was gonna be my practice for walking on coals, because I was gonna first master (laughs) walking on spikes. Um, It kind (laughs) of (laughs) hurt.
1: Well, it kind of works. You were, you walk barefoot on like rocks all the time. You have like crazy calluses on your feet. That's true. (laughs) true they've gotten a little more sissy over time but well and that's the thing that's interesting because my husband and I have talked about like um this idea of like like let's say you're in extreme temperatures or you're in extreme conditions that you could somehow train your mind to not feel it so like if you were extremely cold Mm -hmm. and you couldn't get a jacket for some reason or whatever that you could just be like, okay, I'm cold right now. And then just like, accept it and then move on with it. And, you know, obviously not like, you're not going to like be in the snow and like get hypothermia kind of thing. But like, you know, some of us are so used to being so comfortable, Mm -hmm. you know, Oh, I just want it warm in my house and, you know, and, and the right temperature and um, and just like, just perfect to be cozy, but like, you know, a little discomfort is, is normal in our lives. We're gonna be, you know, uncomfortable. And the more we can adapt to that, um, the more chance we are to be happy when that happens (laughs) on a normal basis, (laughs) instead of just be super cranky every morning when it's cold, you know? (laughs) Well, you know, it is about, When
0: it's about changing your thought pattern, which essentially, I think at some point you and I talked about uh, magic really being the ability to change your consciousness at will. And so this is kind of a level of that or next level of that is being able to shift your consciousness to affect your body. Um, And there are some people who think, you know, oh, well, if you get sick, it's because you are having negative thoughts. You're, and so you're poisoning your body and then you're sick. Um, and if you just get right in your head and get, have positive thoughts, then you can heal yourself. And I think that was a little bit about what the, when our conversation about spiritual bypass, that was the flavor I was feeling afterwards of, of sort of that story of like, well, if you just do this, then you'll be fine. Um, yeah. and yet there are many stories of people who have had spontaneous healing. And so I think there is validity in that, that being said, it doesn't work for everyone because it's not a one size fits all cure in my Mm -hmm. bias. That's my opinion, which
1: I happily own. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I, 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 I have, I mean, you can see, and I'm sure there's studies done and uh, like, this is the way I was raised is like positive thinking can heal. Um, and that negative thinking can cause illness and that like, they, that is, that is a proven thing. Like that, that can cause illness. And so when you look at that and you flip it around, you're like, okay, well then positive thinking could, couldn't that cure illness, you know? And like, sometimes that happens, you know, and that, and then sometimes it doesn't. And that doesn't mean that be, you had that one horrible thought and, or that, you know, one experience, and that means you're a bad person. And so you, you're still sick, you know? Right. Right. It does, That's it, the it, problem with that thinking is that then there t- turn, there's this, you know, self-judgment and this negativity that, you know, yeah, that gets put on. Well, then I didn't do it right.
0: Right. It's victim shaming. Yeah. And victim blaming. Well, if you'd just done this differently, if you'd just been able to master your thoughts, then you wouldn't be sick. And it doesn't work like that. I think, yes, some people are able to cure themselves. Why? I don't know. That's beyond my, my understanding, but I don't think anything is one size fits all. And I think there are things, you know, extenuating circumstances that are outside of our control, whether it be genetics or environment or, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, cells respond differently to different things. And yeah, I just, I don't think you can fully take that on. I, and and I've known people who are the most negative freaking people who live to be like a hundred years old <laughs> and are so yeah. cranky and destructive. And, you know, like, so, yeah. um, and they're not sick. What the heck? I mean, <laughs> yep. Exactly. so it's like, there's all these truths that are existing simultaneously and it's not black and white. And I think that was really, when I was thinking about talking today, that was really the point I wanted to drive home. Yes, our minds are powerful, but it's not black and white.
1: Yeah, and I think, I I feel like when we look at it like black and white, then that's the pitfall that we get into. And that's where the shaming comes in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. I did it wrong. It's either right or it's wrong. Um, Instead of looking at the full picture of like, the full person, you know, it's not just the mind healing, the body, like that's not all that's in there, you know? So, yeah,
0: I know. And and it also makes me think about all the variables, right? So let's say somebody is diagnosed with something that seems to be incurable or terminal. um, And I know someone who was, who then like basically stopped their whole life and made this huge U-turn thinking they were living the last few months of their life um, and began doing all this self-hypnosis and meditation and like was outdoors for an entire summer in the Grand Canyon. So like really had completely 180 things and went into remission and has never been sick since. And it's been 20 years, like stage four cancer gone.
1: That's amazing. It is amazing. But is that
0: the result of completely changing a lifestyle, or is that a result of the mind, or is that a result of some bad diagnostics? I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there for that. (laughs) I just heard the after story from this person, but I mean, there's again, all these variables. We don't, we don't know. And there,
1: again, there are many things out of our control. Yeah, definitely different factors. I mean, when I hear that Mm -hmm. story, I think, oh, wow. Like that there's could have been so many different factors that could play a role in, you know, this person's healing, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount the mind or the power of, of, you know, at all. Like, like, I think that's a huge part. I think that's ginormous. And especially, I just think about the people, like, let's say this person, you know, didn't, didn't, you know, wasn't able to be, you know, cured or go into remission. Like at least this person would have been happy. Like if they had changed their mind and the way they were thinking, they could live out the rest of their time, um, being happy and grateful for the time that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, my, my story is not as uplifting as yours is. Um, definitely, my sister was diagnosed with cancer and um, she went to a shaman and this was pretty late. This is um, she was stage four lung cancer and she went to a shaman and the shaman told her, and this was pretty late in the game. Like she was on, she was on the end the couple last weeks before she passed. And the shaman said that if in the next three days, she changed her way of thinking and had no negative thoughts, had no negative information coming in that she would start seeing healing. And so for the last, the next three days, she was focusing on only like pure positive thinking and pure positivity. And she shut away herself in her room for a couple days and then started being like, no, I can't do this. Like, I don't know how much time I have. Like, I can't just shut myself in this room mm-hmm. um, because it was so hard to, to like, to stop the negativity even from outside. So like hearing the news or like watching Uh something negative. So she she actually ended up watching a show with me on TV and then started feeling guilty because there was some negative stuff that Uh she was watching. Wow. And was, yeah. And that that would actually play a role on her not being able to cure her cancer, which is super intense to think that.
0: Again, victim shaming, right? Yeah.
1: Blaming, victim
0: shaming. And it's like, um, I don't know.
1: Yes, exactly. So then when she was not cured of cancer or started her healing process three days later, she looked back and was like, well, maybe it was that show I watched. And I said, really, do you really think it was that? Like, come on, let's think about this. Does that make any sense at all? Mm -hmm. You know? So uh, not that that shaman was wrong or whatever he said, you know, was not the right thing to say, but it did set her on this path that was like, uh, it was pretty, it, it was not helpful. Let me put it that way. It was not helpful. Totally. You know, and, and I know when, when spiritualists and, you know, they start channeling things and they can't really stop what comes through you know and sometimes they just share and they have to share it but that was pretty intense to like you know i guess i just wanted to share that story as like the power of the mind and like that that stuff does happen like you get that message of like hey if you just like change the way you're thinking then maybe you might like not die of cancer or like something really big in your whole life might change or shift and it doesn't happen you know that oh wow i did something wrong you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's too much to carry. No. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing if you're like a chain smoker for 40 years and you get lung cancer, right. Then you can be like, Oh, I probably contributed to this. Yes. But she was not. <laughs> no, I know. But I know. Yeah. I know she wasn't, but I'm just yeah. saying like, you know, there's an action that you can directly correlate to the outcome, but having negative thoughts or being, I'm sure she was very yes. afraid at that point in time.
1: Oh, to- I mean, terrified. I mean, right. she was on, you know, she was on oxygen to breathe at that yeah. point. So how yeah. do you turn that off?
0: How do you turn that fear off? I mean, that,
1: yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty much, oh yeah, that's pretty much like, and then uh, that, that felt like that was the message, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And like, as humans, I don't know, it just feels like, isn't that natural? That's naturally the process that we go through Fear feels like a natural process and yeah, we don't want to have fear and it doesn't feel good. Um, but, and, and, and with the power of the mind, we can control our fears or at least move through them. I don't know if we can right. control them, but we can move through them and, and despite our fear do things, mm-hmm. you know, we
0: but can to work eliminate with the, it. Yeah. I mean, we can work with the fear response in the body. Yeah. We can learn to regulate that. Um, there's a lot of things we can do with our minds, but it doesn't mean we're going to just shut it off and not feel it anymore. Some yeah. people do. I mean, my bias would be that when you start shutting your feelings off, that's when the problems occur, but you know, I'm a therapist. <laughs> <Yeah>. So,
1: <laughs> well, just like us thinking about the back to the coals. that like, if you shut that, that part off of feeling pain, like I don't feel pain, like all of a sudden, like telling yourself, I'm not feeling that pain, you know, like somehow right. being able to shut that part of yourself off so that you can continue, um, you know, and obviously we have that response in our bodies for a reason. It's telling us that our flesh is burning, <laughs> but these people you know? who do this it don't doesn't burn. No,
0: exactly. No, yeah. they don't end up with burn marks. That's the power of the mind. They've com- they That's somehow great. it's a trip. I'm sure yeah. there's a psychology behind it that I have not researched to be able to tell anybody the truth about, but, um, but it's
1: like a thing that's funny. Cause just coming out of anatomy class I'm thinking, well, how the heck could the skin, how could that not damage the feet? You know what I'm saying? Like the skin I, that's, that's wild. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That's wild. It's, it's totally wild. Um, yeah. So I was going to go somewhere with that. Oh, I was going to tie this into again, that idea of changing consciousness at will and how that shows up in our magical practices. Um, because so much of what we do is about altering our state of mind, um, setting intentions, beginning to believe and focus on those intentions and take action for those intentions. It's not like, oh, I'm going to set this intention and it's just going to happen. Like yes. you kind of yes. got to, you got to put your two cents into your work in so that you, you can't just say, all right, universe, do your thing. I mean, you can say that, but I think there's also an element of putting yourself out there. Um And taking steps, taking some responsibility.
1: Yeah. Uh, You can't just say, I want to win the lottery and never, uh, never get a ticket. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: It's totally it. So, uh, (laughs) well, I was even thinking like people who are like, I want to find my soulmate, but they're totally closed off to meeting people. Um, that's not going to probably work very good. Or if your soulmate shows up, you're not even going to notice. I mean, if you believe in. Because you're
1: too close because you're too closed off. Right.
0: You know, you're not going to be, you're not going to be able to be open to connect.
1: Yeah. Um, like you have to be a, a, like a, a participant in what you're asking for instead of like, I mean, I, I totally get that. I mean, cause we were, I mean, that does relate to the, like the spiritual bypass of like, just giving that up. Okay. I'm giving this up to the universe, you know, um, as opposed to like okay well i'm also gonna do something else so if i want healing i might also start eating better or i might you know what i might start also like taking some action to like kind of give that prayer a little extra fire you know right
0: i'm not going to eat at mcdonald's every single day and uh exactly. you know smoke my cigarettes and drink my pepsi um no offense pepsi but i <laughs> Like, I'm not going to do those things uh, if I'm trying to change my health status.
1: Uh, Mm -hmm.
0: It's, you know, I think that's, I think that is part of shifting your mindset and part of working with the power of the mind is also using it to cultivate in this instance, healthier habits or to cultivate an energetic openness to receive what it is you're asking for um, or to cultivate the courage to step out. And do the things that might be required to make manifest what you're trying to create.
1: Yeah, man, that's hard. It's hard to set new patterns, you know, it, the mind is, is wow. You know, it, it just likes to chatter and it likes to send, send you in circles and like, and I, and I, I mean, the way I'm saying it, it makes it sound like it's separate from myself, like my mind is separate from me, but it's like not, <laughs> like I'm controlling it. <laughs> you know, but it seems like it's on its own, taking yes. its own little, like, oh yeah, okay, that's that. And then, you know, <laughs> oh no, that's right. I mean, the more and more that I, you know, practice, go back to my practice of meditation or breathing or yoga, like, oh oh, yeah, that's right. I'm in control. Like I, like it reminds me, oh, that's right. My mind isn't like ruling my experience right now. I'm allowing this, you know?
0: Well, and I, you know, just to take this all one step further, it makes me think about how, when we kind of cultivate that connection to our mind and our body and, it creates an energetic flow inside of us, right? So then there's more opportunity um, to receive what does come And I mean, I'm just thinking about this, like when I first started in private practice and I would, I would get really locked down and contracted, like clients would, uh, clients would end because they were feeling better or whatever. And I'd be like, (laughs) oh my God, I'm never going to have any other clients ever again. And then I'd get stuck in that pattern and my energetically, I would have this massive contraction that would happen. And what would happen? Mm -hmm. My phone wouldn't ring. And I know I was working with my therapist at the time about like, okay, how do you open that energetic door? How do you trust? Um, Or when people would call me and my practice was full, I'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, I have to put them on my wait list. I have to like hoard all the clients right? (laughs) (laughs) because working for yourself, I was having this scarcity fear, but that's not what you do. People call it's either not a good fit or you're full and you send them on to somebody else. And in that way you create this flow of people coming in and coming out, but that is a mindset thing as much as it is an action thing. Right. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm getting away from where we originally began, but I think all of these things build on each other.
1: For sure. I feel like, I mean, we're right there. You just like totally transform in that whole thing. You talked from like, like, your story about like not trusting to like like full trust. Yeah. That what's coming in is going to go out, what's going out is going to come back in and it's going to create this, you know, abundant circle of abundance, you know, of what you like that that you're going to get your needs met. Right. You know.
0: Well, don't get me wrong, I still sometimes have that freak out when I have like <laughs> you know, a few people leave at once and I'll come home and I'll be like, oh my God, I'm never going to have any more clients. And my husband just laughs at me and he's like, oh, ha ha, here we are again, you know? <laughs> and then I'm this like- This is what right? happens, yeah. yeah. You're right, you're right. I'm like, oh, you know what this means? It means I have a little more space to be able to catch up on some things and pretty much instantly my phone's ringing again. Um, so, yes. you know, it's just a matter of, again, staying open.
1: And I definitely feel like, you know, the thing, you know, when you, when you put your mind to something and you actually start focusing on something, then that is really, you know, it starts to, to get bigger, whatever you, you draw your attention to can, you know, make it bigger. So whether it's something that's positive or negative. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I would notice that um, when I was running my daughter's program, she's, she's autistic. Most of you guys know that. And, um, I was running her program for many, many, many years. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy, crazy. Like during our meetings, we would talk about like uh, maybe a behavior she was doing and like different strategies, you know, we would just like flush out like all these different things we could do to like, you know, help her move through this or whatever. And then like, almost like nine times out of 10 like we're get ready. We're all ready to go into the playroom and like put these things into, you know, play. And then it doesn't happen. And we're like, well, what's going on? It's, it was so weird. It was like, so trippy. It was like, we just had to like create this sense of like, we were ready and we were ready to accept her and where she was, was in that moment. And we're going to help her work through it. And like, it felt like she knew this already or somehow she somehow figured it out or like, it, w- it was so strange, but it that felt like a good example of like the, you know, when you bring your mind to something, you know, in yes. a positive way, in a very positive way, how, you know, good change can come out of it. Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah. And, and how energetically I think other people, other
1: things pick up pick on up. that. Pick it up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's like when you're like in a negative space and you're like everywhere it's like negative negative and I feel like I draw all the negative people to me and I was like oh it's just been one person after another today (laughs) and oh maybe it's me. <laughs> right.
0: I know. I, you know what? I do that with my dogs. There's some mornings where we go, we're about to go for our walk and I'm like trying to get ready and I'm just tripping over them left and right. And I'm getting so frustrated. And then I'm like, everything they're doing is making me crazy. Uh, and yeah, the next day I'll be in a totally different headspace. They're doing the exact same thing. And I'm like, okay, guys, come on, let's <laughs>
1: Here we go! <laughs> and and yep. they
0: definitely behave better on the days where I'm like, okay, love, love. Let's. Oh, look, you're tripping yep. me in the hallway. That's great.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. That's mm-hmm. the power. That's the power of parenting. We get on <laughs> so many different levels. I mean, you're you're a you're a dog mommy and a cat mommy. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that that works for all species. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So folks, the power of the mind, I mean, that's so much about how, how we work with our own magic. It really is born from the power of our minds and in the way that we open ourselves or connect with other energies, the beliefs that we hold, um, you know, meditation is a really important practice in my witchery. It's like probably top in my practices is being able to just drop in, whether it's through my breath, whether it's through visualization, um, you know, all of that creates the ability to really be more in sync with what's around me and to call in what I want to call in energetically to me.
1: It definitely, I like meditation is huge. I mean, it's, it slows that mind chatter, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that we hear that is going all day long and it trains us you know, it trains our brain really oh, yeah. to, to, to slow that down. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes up to be able to not listen to it when we don't want to, or to move it aside or, you know, it's just like a forever remembering. <laughs> yeah. That we have this thing on our, you know, like in our skull that has that power is, is it's just like, it's incredible. And we don't even have access to most of it. Right. That's, just that's like,
0: what? <laughs> that's what I think is so amazing. And that's, what's always been fascinating. Most fascinating to me is that we don't use all of our brain. There's like massive sections of our brain that are not in use. Like, what are they doing? <laughs>
1: what, what do we have the capability of doing that we're not accessing? So the power of the mind is limitless in right. my book.
0: Or like yeah. the studies they've done on people in, in deep meditation, the brain lights up differently studies they've done of psychics and mediums who, when they're getting messages, their brain is lighting up differently. You know, it's just such a, there's a lot of power in our minds, friends. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Emily. Yeah. This was a good one. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it is,
0: we got to talk about this. So I'm glad we did. <laughs> So I guess the invitation that we would leave, or I would leave everybody with—I can't speak for you, Veronica—but uh, is to to play with this idea of working with your mind, to work with meditation, to work with visualization. Um, you know, I've I've talked to people who are like, I can't do visualization; it doesn't work for me. Well, why? Like, you know, I bet I bet you can. It's just more challenging because of whatever way your brain works. But we can we can do so many things with our brains. So um, play with it. Maybe your meditation is moving your body and being really super aware of moving your body in that moment, doing it with intention, syncing it with your breath. That counts too.
1: (laughs) Yes, it does.
0: Yes. So, uh, so thanks for tuning in friends. And we will be back next week to chat some more. Keep it magical. Thanks so much for listening to witch next door. If you like what you hear, you can click the anchor support link in the description of this podcast. And if you want to help other people like you find us, you can do that by you can rate us, you can review us or you can subscribe, right? Yeah. And you can do all those things. You could just <laughs> click the little stars, you know, and give us like little some old stars and a little comment. Yeah. How was this for you? You know, whatever love it i totally love it. it that way people who are checking out podcasts will be like hmm that veronica and emily sound like an interesting listen i think i'll pop over there or wow they're off the hook we'll go listen to them those people can't stop laughing <laughs> must some, there must be something good here <laughs> i could use a good laugh yeah. anyway so do that please We'd appreciate it. It does help other people find our podcast. And uh, and then we also really love to hear from you. So if you have feedback, that's another way to get it to us. Uh, you can also always write us at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door.